Welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, market analyst at FXTM. So gold prices have been recovering rather nicely so far this quarter. In fact, it is on a six-day winning streak at the time of this recording. Longest winning streak since January. So uh, definitely time to dig deeper and find out what's behind this climb in bullion. And to help us with that, I'm joined once again by FXTM research analyst Lukman Otunuga. Lukman, I hope you're enjoying the easing of lockdown measures in the UK this week, eh? Thank you for having me here today, Han. It's always a pleasure. And yeah, um, other than the typical British weather, it's good to be outdoors for once, you know, that breath of fresh air, you know, I'm able to exercise, you know, yeah, it's good stuff. Have you gone around hugging people yet? Because apparently it's now legal to hug people. <laughs> no, so me. No, I'm keeping my distance. I think uh, I'll wait till 2022 before considering hugging anybody that's not family. <laughs> well, that is actually a very smart call. You know, um, so I'm a Manchester United fan and I was watching the United Fulham game recently and I saw fans allowed back into the stadium for the first time in like like 14 months or whatever it is. And I recall uh, the last time I was at Old Trafford, that was in December 2018. So I'm certainly very envious of what you guys can do over there in the UK right now. And hopefully, you know, we here in Malaysia can follow suit as well. All right, now let's get to business here. Look, we are doing this episode just hours after the latest FOMC minutes were released. What's your biggest takeaway from those minutes? I'll be honest, Han, it caught me by surprise, you know, especially after that dovish meeting that we had a few weeks back. I had my laptop open. I had Netflix on the side. I was like, it's going to be business as usual. Then boom, came out as a hawkish surprise. Those are two key things that really caught my attention and got the clockworks ticking in my head. The first thing was that magic T word that everybody keeps talking about, you know. In the minutes, it actually said that... Uh, the participants suggested it might be appropriate at some point to begin discussing the plan for tapering. So this really gave the minutes a, a hawkish touch and really changed my perspective on things. And the second most important thing was inflation. Over the past few weeks, uh, Fed members have been harping on that inflation may be transitory, but the fact that they're now concerned that it could be more persistent than expected, this really changed the game. Yeah, so two key words that start with T. Number one, tapering. And number two, transitory. Uh, for those of you who have not been watching the Fed as closely as Lokman and I have, so right now the Fed is rolling out a lot of support for financial markets. They are buying about $120 billion worth of assets, bonds, right, every single month. Okay, now the idea is that once the US economy recovers and does well, uh, or is on a stronger footing towards the post-pandemic era, then they could start tapering, like pulling back, easing up on the $120 billion that they're spending on bonds every month, right? But here's the amazing thing, though. Because of the forward-looking nature of the markets, investors and traders are already reacting to the mere suggestion 
that the Fed is ready to start talking about tapering. They have not actually changed anything yet since the pandemic, right? But markets want to preempt the actual act because once that actually happens, it's already too late. It certainly, and it just kind of shows the state of markets right now. I mean, moving forward, the reason why tapering, I think it's so important is because we've been seeing the movements across bond markets. We've been seeing the movements across equity markets. And, you know, the fact that the Fed is moving towards this direction, this could really change the game. It's bound to be an eventuality. It has to happen at some point in time, you would think, right? Uh, but when it happens, that's the big question mark. That's the debate in the markets right now. Which brings us to the second T word, transitory. So markets trying to find out really what transitory actually means. So the idea is that the Fed says that the inflation spikes they were seeing is going to be temporary, transitory. We'll see whether it sticks around, right? But markets, they have a different opinion, don't they, about the inflation outlook? Yes, certainly. And I think um, we can see the movements in bond markets. Even though Fed officials have been moving on saying it's transitory, I think markets were fearful that, um, you know, the impacts, especially the supply bottlenecks that have been caused due to COVID-19 have resulted in these transitory factors actually becoming persistent now. If this is the case, this may force the Federal Reserve to act sooner than expected. So now bringing back to gold here, how does this impact gold? Talk to us about the traditional role that gold has as a hedge against inflation. Yes, yeah, so it's been an amazing month for gold so far. You know, the precious metal is up 6% this month, really good. But I think when we zoom out and look at the year-to-date gains, gold is actually down 1%. The reason why gold is seen as a hedge against inflation is because as inflation continues to rise, it reduces the purchasing power against the dollar. But gold is priced in dollars, so as the dollar weakens, gold actually appreciates. Look, man, over recent months, you have had gold's role as an inflation hedge really being questioned by the crypto space, right? And yet, I mean, have you been watching the volatility, to put it mildly, the craziness in uh, cryptocurrencies over the past you know, 24 hours or so. Absolutely, Han. I think it's too coincidental that the day I decide you know, to you know, take leave, that's when the, the crypto space collapses. The amount of phone calls I've been having, like it's been a complete bloodbath, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin. And initially, when we're looking at cryptocurrencies, it was seen as a store of value. Same with gold. That's the argument you know you know moving forward though the fact that we've seen cryptocurrencies so volatile i think this has actually pushed some attraction towards gold prices yeah because gold has been a tried and tested asset right when it comes to, to its role as an inflation hedge so although cryptocurrencies have been trying to uh, vie for that status in recent months i think the volatility that is shown over the past 24 hours uh, shows that well you know perhaps investors want to stick to something that they know so again inflation hedge means that how well this asset can help you preserve your wealth from being eroded by higher consumer prices, right? Higher inflation. So that's the idea. But I mean, if that, store, if that asset falls by, what was it like, over 30% in a single day? 
Yeah, they'll cause you to uh, kind of sit up and kind of think twice a little bit. Okay, we've spoken about the dollar's impact on gold prices. We've spoken about um, you know, some of the concerns and fears surrounding crypto uh, that's pushing up the allure of gold prices. What are some other key factors that are weighing or influencing gold prices right now, you think? I think two things come in mind. Um, we haven't really hit hard. The first thing actually was a dovish Fed, but I think after the minutes yesterday, it's really changed our perspective of things. So initially, the fact that the Federal Reserve was dovish, you know, this fueled speculation that um, they were willing to leave interest rates lower for longer. And given how gold is a zero-yielding asset, it tends to perform well in a low interest rate environment. But another important thing is actually the movements we're seeing in the bond markets. And, you know, everything's interlinked. After yesterday, we saw actually bond yields rise due to that T word, the tapering word. So I think you know, speculation that tapering down the line will result in the Federal Reserve pulling back on its massive purchasing. This could result in bond prices falling. As bond prices falling, bond yields rise. Bond yields are actually inversely correlated to gold. So as bond yields rise, um, this could be bad news for gold down the road. So you really don't think that despite all the Fed has been talking about over the last well, few months, really, you know, how, oh, it's too soon to talk about tapering. In fact, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell himself, after that April meeting, actually came out to the media and said, yeah, it's still too early, right? So you, you think the minutes is enough to really change that whole perception of that dervish Fed? I mean, hey, gold prices are rising right now as we speak. I think the minutes are enough to plot that seed of doubt over what the Fed, you know, it's that seed, you know, and, and I think from from the minutes, you know, expectations are going to start to rise. So I won't be surprised moving forward if over the next few weeks, you know, Fed members start to change their tune. Now markets have actually accepted the, the magic T word. The magic T word. I love that. Well, I guess, you know, with all that said, it's time to consider our outlooks for gold prices, right? So uh, right now, as we speak, it's uh, edging closer towards that psychologically important 1900 level. It's come a long ways since dipping below 1700 uh, just a couple of months ago, right? Uh, back in March. So what do you think with all that we have discussed, with all the factors in play, can gold hit 2000 again? I mean, when we're looking at the technical and fundamental pictures, uh, firstly, let's start with technical. I'm more technical than fundamentals. Technically, you know, gold is in a very, very strong bullish trend right now. You know, they've been consistently higher highs and higher lows. And I think um, that strong weekly close above that 1900 should provide a platform for bulls to really elevate prices higher. Now, when we're looking at the fundamentals, you know, the fact that we've got this extreme levels of volatility across the cryptocurrency space, um, at the same time, the possibility that the dollar could stay weak due to the risk on mood. I think these two things should be enough to really support gold prices in the short to medium term. But I think after the Fed minutes, you know, if the Fed starts to be more hawkish than expected, they um, have the idea that, look, um, markets start to price in the possibility that the Federal Reserve could act sooner than expected, especially with rates, or if inflation, especially in the United States, continues to rise and there's fears of the US economy overheating, I think um, these things could really limit gold's upside. I tend to look at some other indicators to kind of see what the broader markets, you know, how they view gold prices, right? So some pretty interesting things that I'll outline here, at least in my opinion, they're interesting. Sorry, I'm a markets nerd, so, you know, Hopefully, you share in the same enthusiasm for these kind of nuggets as well. 
So this week, uh, markets started kind of pricing in about 8% or so chance that gold prices would actually hit 2000 by the end of this quarter. So again, uh, we are now recording this on the 20th of May. We've got another, what, five, six weeks left for that to happen. And I guess if that happens, then someone's going to be... Uh, well, making a decent slice of the pie, you know what I'm saying? Now, if you look further out, interestingly, what has happened this week is you've got in the options market, some people are really starting to price in gold hitting about $2,500 by this time next year, right? And then on top of that, if you look at gold ETFs, now gold ETFs have had a major sway on gold prices. Um, you have seen a string of net purchasing by these ETFs. So these ETFs will buy up actual physical gold. So I think the latest streak is about eight consecutive days of purchases, right? And that's the longest winning streak since January. So, you know, it's these kind of market activities tells me that there's a, a pickup in a kind of bullish sentiment for gold prices. So uh, perhaps, Lukman, you sharing that same kind of bullish sentiment for gold as well, or are you rather sanguine about it? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the middle. You know, as I said, like things can change really, really, especially with the Fed minutes. You know, yeah, fair enough, we've got these bullish fundamental signs. I, I agree in the short to medium term. I am bullish and gold, but um, the longer term picture, I think um, that's anybody's guess. So we will see what happens with the two T's. So number one, whether or not the Fed will taper sooner than expected. And then uh, whether or not the inflation numbers that we're seeing in the US, whether it's transitory and whether it'll calm down in the second half of this year. And I'm sure we will be doing another episode on gold and checking in on that precious metal for you right here on Markets Extra. So do make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platforms we've got a new episode for you every fortnight and between episodes be sure to check out our daily market analysis and you can find the written reports produced by Lukman and myself at www.forextime.com until next time I'm Han Tan for FXTM FXTM